0: Hello and welcome to the Helios blog. My name is Helios here for another reaction video. Today, Michaela Peterson talks about falling in love. Let's get into it. The reason she's alone is because she's difficult.
1: Women are not accepting the bare minimum.
0: Women, fuck men, they respect.
1: All the women who say things like, I'm strong, independent, I don't need no man, like y'all impress
0: me. Women just gaslight each other and say what they want to hear.
1: When you're near the beginning of a relationship, how do you know if you're falling in love with the person or what you think that person is, especially if the relationship is new.
2: What an amazing question. And here's the depressing answer. you don't. It do. um, because at the beginning of a relationship, you have a few dots of information, which you connect to make a, you know, a, 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 a uh, Mona Lisa. But that Mona Lisa is made from like 10 or 15, da- you know, dots on the canvas, not from the, you know, exquisite brushstrokes. You're filling in a lot of blanks with assumptions.
0: Yeah. This is why girls go for Chad, right? Because on the surface, Chad appears to be the best she can possibly get, right? And until she has the data, uh, you know, you can't disqualify him. And there's more. Uh, girls actually look to disqualify, right? So men look to qualify, and girls look to disqualify. So she will look for reasons why she doesn't like you. And if she can't find any, then she's going to want to be with you, right? Especially at the beginning. A ton.
2: So you don't know. Um, It's always a process of getting to know and reminding yourself, as unromantic as this sounds, like, "Mm, don't know everything yet. Here are a couple of milestones I always point out. Number one, if you don't know how the person fights when they're really angry then you don't know them yet because I know a lot of people who are great, but when they lose it, they go from zero to raving really quickly. And if you haven't seen that side of them, and you might not for months because things are wonderful and honeymoon period and all of that. But then suddenly you see if, if they're not able to, you know, they can get angry, but if they're not able to communicate or to resolve conflict or if they just act out or if they really lose it, that might be a big issue in a relationship which you might not find out about for a while.
0: Right. If you're with a girl that has anger issues, guys, I don't know what to tell you. It's going to be a huge problem. Uh, yeah. And the red flags are... Uh, oh, there's another red flag that's really huge. If she says, all of my previous relationships, all of the guys I've been with have been toxic, yeah, run, guys.
2: Um, and the other thing is, you don't know how they are under stress some people for example i say have you traveled together because some people travel great and some people the minute you give them a plane ticket in their hand become a ball of annoying stress they're irritable Mm -hmm. and they're sharp and they're sweating and they're panicked and they're anxious and it's like this is not a fun way to start a holiday um but you don't know that you know until or that they've been a really stressful time at work how do they manage stress can they lean on you? Are you able to help them? Do they shut you out? Do they? So there's certain things that you don't find out early on, but they're actually crucial for the potential longevity uh, or, you know, viability of a relationship. So,
0: so These things that he's saying are actually very practical, guys. And uh, it's true. Um, but there are some red flags you can look for at the very beginning, and usually girls will tell themselves, right? Um, again, girls are able to hide a lot, but they can't hide everything. And if you see the crazy red flags at the beginning, they're not going to get better. They're only going to get worse. All right, shilling time. Buy my books at bit.ly slash Helios books. Hit the like, hit the subscribe. Go to my Patreon and subscribe, patreon.com slash the Helios blog. And drop me a donation like Hunter M, Adriana and Tom M. Shout to them. Uh, just click more under the video. All right, shilling is done. Let's continue.
2: So you, you have to remember that you're still, you know, when we're dating, we're, putting forth our best selves, right? This, is, right. The, this is the brochure you, version you get. This is the pamphlet. This is that everything's, you know, like people should be on that best behavior. It doesn't tell you what their normative behavior is. It just tells you what their efforts are.
1: That's really smart. That seems somewhat obvious, but I suppose if you're in the honeymoon period and you've just started dating someone, you're like, yeah, we never argue. It's great. We're never stressed out. We're just happy together. Everything's perfect. It's like, no, no matter who you're going out with, you just haven't seen them angry yet. You haven't.
0: That's right. You haven't seen them under stress. You haven't seen them in those um, situations where, you know, the, the truly bad things are going to come out. And again, guys, uh, it's what you're willing to put up with, right? So again, in 2023, like a lot of these girls, you know, they're they're multi-alpha widowed. Uh, They're, you know, they're not able to pair bond. Uh, They're highly entitled and disrespectful. Uh, They care about themselves, not about you, Uh, all of that kind of stuff. So again, we're out here avoiding that. You know, you don't want them. So look out for, you know illicit substance use, look out for talking about how all her exes have been toxic, Uh, look out for, you know, lots of tattoos, look out for masculine behavior, lots of swearing, unable to dress in a feminine manner, look for all of these things, look for blunted affect that comes from the d-word, you know, look for her saying, uh, you know, talking about like womanist ideas and all of that, you know, um, like, uh, you know, she says stuff like partner, um, all of that. These are very important things, and if she's saying these things, you c- you best believe that you're going to have some problems in the future.
1: Right. Seen them stressed yet?
0: Right. And and maybe they're an angel when they are. Maybe you're not an angel,
2: but maybe they're very manageable. And you're like, oh wow, this is you stressed. That's great. Or this is you able to communicate when we have yeah. a problem. Like if you, one of the things I always say to people, bring this up early in a relationship even if it's very mild, bring up an issue. Because it's symbolic of how somebody deals. Like if you on, you know, date number five, say, uh, bring up and say, hey, I just wanted to bring something up. I'm really enjoying, you know, seeing you. But this is the fifth time you've been a little bit late. And I just want to say I'm someone who doesn't do well with that. So I just wanted to bring that to your attention, just to let you know that if you could make efforts, I'd really appreciate it. I understand that can happen. But you say it nicely. You say it, and if they go like, and they might say like, oh, you know I'm sorry. I'll, sorry, I know I'm like that. I'll, I will definitely try and make an effort. That's nice. If they <laughs> go like, well, what do you mean I'm late? So I was so late. Why are you making a big deal out of it? And you said it nicely and that's their response. That's also informative, right? But you can get that information pretty early on by being very nice in terms of how you bring up a small thing just to see how they discuss it.
0: Yeah, what this guy is saying is this is essentially a test, right? This is a crap test. So we as men... We very rarely do this, but I think we as men should start doing what women do, which is crap tests. So, like, you purposely test to see how she reacts. And if she reacts poorly, then, well, it's going to be a big problem, right? And you know not to give a commitment. So, you know, you, one of the big crap tests that guys can do is being, you know, bedroom fun positive, right? That's that's the 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 term, and basically the idea is you imply that you don't really care, you know, how many how many how, how many bedroom fun partners she's had, or what her past is like, or all of that, and that invites her to talk about her past. And you know, if she reveals she's had twenty five partners, or you know, ten, she's alpha widow ten times, or whatever, well, you know, she's friends with benefits only. Or, you know, your uh, your relationship positive and she bring, She starts talking about her past partners and she talks about how, like, they were all the A-word and they were all terrible and, like, men are terrible and men are trash and all of that and she's talking to you about that and you're, you know, the potential boyfriend. Well, you know, that's also friends with benefits only. Or, you know, she says she's been around the block a few times, she's been hurt in the past, all of that. Again, you know, right? Or, you know, just act interested. Like, uh, oh, those tattoos are interesting, you know. And she's like, oh, yeah, I have 25 tattoos. And she starts talking about all of this. Well, then, you know, again, it's it's going to be just a friend's benefits. Because, again, guys, like, all of these red flags, they're going to get worse, right? Like, they, they're indicators of, like, future much worse behavior, or, you know, uh, you're party positive, or whatever, and so she talks about, you know, that time she went out on the girls' night out, and she, you know, she she kissed two guys on the same night, and all of that, we know what that implies, and so on, right? Or, you know, you, you're illicit substance positive, and she talks about how, like, she did, you know, uh I can't name them, but, like, bad stuff, you know, she did the bad substances, and, you know, you know then not to marry her, not to be in a serious relationship, because, again, she's a walking red flag. These tests are huge. And yeah, and I like his his suggestion as well of bringing up an issue, you know, something you don't like. But again, that's called boundaries, right? So you as a man, you know, you can say, I really didn't like that, uh, you know, you talk to me about this, this guy, you know, like, uh, you know, your male friend, whatever. And she's going to go, what do you mean I, uh, you know, he's just a friend or what, I can't have male friends or whatever? Well, that's indicative of the idea that she keeps men around as orbiters, using them for their attention validation, you know, buying her buying her things, buying her dinners, being the emotional tampon, etc. And you know, again, that's friends of benefits only, right? So these kind of things, these, this actually is very good advice.
1: That's sneaky. I like that sneaky. I can remember, uh, when I was, I used to have health problems, which I do not anymore. Thank goodness. But when I was doing my like Tinder dating, which was just kind of going out for coffee, trying to meet people, I can remember I was late one time and somebody snapped at me and it was like date two and I was late and they snapped at me and I was like, ho ho, and then I snapped back at them. It just didn't go well. Anyway, good right, memories. The but, but,
2: but, but Date two is inappropriate for them to snap at you. <laughs> they should actually be nice. So that revealed something, you know, that had you not been late, you wouldn't have found out.
0: Oh, but there's more. Notice, she's telling on herself, she chose a man that would snap back on the second date. That's not nothing. That says something, too. She chose a man that did that. Who does she not choose? She didn't choose a nice guy. Keep that in mind, guys. It's actually very telling. Again, the girls tell on themselves. You just got to listen. So, so that's True. what I'm saying. Like,
1: but that's the thing. Bug like, them a bit. See what happens.
2: Right. <laughs> so when everything goes perfectly, it's not that everything's perfect. It's that you don't quite know yet. It might be. It certainly might be, you don't know yet.
1: Okay. Let's see. I have a whole bunch of questions I want to ask you. I just need to pick which ones. Okay. This is a little bit different. So, um, I told you I've been kind of delving into trauma and how to recover from trauma. So how do you recover from shared traumatic experiences? so that you're not setting each other off by reminding them of the trauma you guys both have gone through.
2: What a great question. And that's a bit of a tricky one. I think over this past year and a half, a lot of people have been through. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Quarantining together.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, but you know, like, I mean, I, I live in New York city, the, you know, it was, it was the epicenter at the beginning. A lot of people here have this look and they tell you, Oh, the sirens because that first, Months. Ah. people were just locked in their apartments afraid to go outside and all you had were sirens day and night every several times an hour you just couldn't get away from it and so the sirens were so traumatic it felt like the end of the world and um yeah uh, but how you get over trauma number one is that two things i want to say about that that are a little counterintuitive for people most people think that the psychologist would say oh if it's trauma You have to talk about it. you got to bring it out. you got to, like, you know, get it out of your system. You have to debrief about it. That's not necessarily true. There are people, when they've been through traumatic events, that feel the need to talk about them. And if you feel the need to talk about the traumatic events, you should. But there are people who go through the same traumatic event and actually feel the need to not talk about it. They feel that they'd rather compartmentalize it and just kind of move on. I don't want to talk about it. I just want to move on.
0: So again, this is a very masculine versus feminine style, right? So like the masculine style would be compartmentalize and move on. The feminine style would be talk, 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 right? Again, this is a stereotype, but generally that's how it goes, right? There are men that talk a lot and there are women that compartmentalize. But I'm saying in general, it tends to be that men compartmentalize and women talk. And so telling somebody they're doing it wrong by not talking about it, right, is, is incorrect, right? And, and this applies in a lot of cases, right? When they say relationships are about communication. Well, yes, they are, for women. But for men, they're not about communication. They're actually about power, right? They're about the social hierarchy difference between you and your girl, right? They're about, are you a superior man that triggers her hypergamy, Um, in a positive way? Or are you not? Right? Are you alpha in her mind or not? Right? That's what relationships are actually about. Relationships are also about polarity. Is the man doing what men do? And is the girl doing what girls do? Right? And if they're not, then the relationship tends to break apart. So these are very important things. These are not jokes, right?
2: And for those people who don't want to talk about it, who are able to compartmentalize and move on, being forced to talk about it, Um, can actually be more scarring um, than not. After 9-11 in New York City, there was one study that showed that the more people spoke about the events, the harder it was for them to move past them. That the people who experienced similar events but didn't talk about them because they didn't want to, um, did better long-term. So it's an individual thing. You need to know whether you feel the need to talk. And some people definitely feel the need to, I don't want to deal with it, I just want to move on. And and if you're the move-on type, then it's not great for you to talk. And if you're the talker type, it's important. And so that is also important when it's two people because you hope to be matched there. I mean, often it's one person, like, I really want to talk and the other person, I really don't because I don't want to get re-traumatized. Every time you bring yeah. up a memory, you're kind of, re- yeah. you're laying down that memory again. And so you, if you're bringing it up in a traumatic way, you're actually making that trauma worse. And so for the person who doesn't want to do it, it's not wise for them to, then maybe the other person should find, you know, someone to talk to who does want to talk about things.
0: Yeah. uh, Again, he's not talking uh, very clearly about if it's a man or a woman that does this. But generally, what happens is women want to talk about everything and men don't, right? And he's actually giving very good advice here. So if you're a man and you don't want to talk about it, um, you shouldn't talk about it. And if she wants to talk about it, you can tell her that she should talk to somebody who wants to talk about it, right? So, again, this is the kind of thing that happens, like, you know, you know how sometimes when girls argue, they argue by bringing up the past, you know? They say, remember when you did this, and this, and this, and this? It's like, no, I'm not interested in repeating the same arguments over and over, we're past that, right? Let's move on from this, right? And if she continuously insists on uh, rebring up the past over and over and over and over. Well, the boundary needs to be put down. That that's not okay, right? But even
2: to have that conversation, what's your preference? Is you something you want to talk about, etc. The other thing about trauma, just the most you know known thing about trauma, is that the best way through it is to um, find meaning. And you can only do that in a certain distance of time and and and, and emotional distance but mm-hmm. to find meaning to have a way to extract something from that event that it taught you that it showed you that you could make changes based on and then it has purpose or utility even if it was very very difficult and that often takes that edge um, off uh you know what the trauma does uh or the, the scars that it leaves
1: yeah. Purposeless suffering is much, much worse than suffering and learning something or being able to-
0: Right. But in the moment, it's really hard um, for you to be like, oh, this is a learning experience. It's more like I'm suffering in the moment. I need some time. Right. Which is why, again, guys, if you want to get over your girl, you know, like, let's say you, you broke up, uh, the best strategy is to get rid of the things that trigger the memory of the person. So the gifts they they bought you, you know, the items that they left in your house, all of that, you need to get rid of all of them. The point being, uh, all the emotional triggers are gone. And so it's easier to move on. And it's e- it's easier to not traumatize yourself or to, you know, to to rehave the same bad memories come up over and over and over again, right? Where uh, And also block them on social media, delete them, etc. So that, you know, in your feed, you're not seeing them come up. You're not seeing them over and over and over having the best time or whatever. Who cares if they're having the best time? You don't need to see it. That's the point. to help
1: somebody because you experienced something or yeah. something like that. Does So you talked about how some people are better or they prefer to compartmentalize versus talk about it. Does that have a lot to do with how soon after the traumatic experience occurred, they're trying to delve into it? Like if they wait a certain amount of time, then do some people go from compartmentalizing, it's hard to say, to talking about it?
2: Yeah, I mean, there, there can be an initial shock period. Literally, um, these, uh, you know, the the in when there's certain, you know, um, mass events Then, then you have most people who experience uh, trauma or shock are actually taken to hospitals for evaluation the the non-physically damaged are also taken to hospitals and they're considered yeah, among the injured true. because they are injured now that initial shock um subsides you know after however many hours or days and then what are you left with and so it may be in those in that first few moments where you're still coming to terms with what what happened here um, it's hard to tell are you somebody who needs to talk or, or not. But in the days after, again, you will feel that need uh, once that shock is passed a bit to to want to talk about it or you'll feel the need to, I don't. And you'll know that very clearly. And it's very—it's similar with grief. When people lose a relative sometimes, the assumption is because we have all these rituals about the community coming together to talk about things. But sometimes some people are like, can we just not talk about them though? Because I, I, I'm up for the distraction, but I just don't want to talk. That's too painful for me to talk about that. Mm-hmm. So even in grief, sometimes people can can have that choice, but you know it because you, you feel like, oh, I don't want to do this, or I really want to do this. I wish somebody could listen. You, you know that. Right, so.
1: Yeah, it's complicated.
0: Oh, something I wanted to mention as well. Your weaknesses, your trauma, your fears, your worries, they're not For your long-term relationship, they're not for your wife to deal with. You talk to them, either you suffer in silence by yourself, or you talk with your closest male friends. Girls will only ever use it against you. If it's a friend of your wife and it's a girl what will happen is she'll tell her your wife will think you're weak and it will end up having repercussions in the future. Your weaknesses, your fears, your worries are not for your relationship. Same with uh, a loser man who's friends with your girl. If you share your weaknesses and your fears, they will tell on you because they want you to drop in her eyes so they can sleep with her. Again, your weaknesses and fears are not for everybody as a man. And it's very unintelligent to share your fears and weaknesses with everybody. Uh, Because all it does is it leads to hurt. It leads to pain. It leads to people using it against you. So you need to be very judicious in who you actually share with. Be smart about that.
1: I've had a number of experiences I wouldn't recommend. I mean, everybody has. Um, And I've noticed...
0: By the way, that's a red flag.
1: Depending on the experience I'll either go into, I don't want to talk about it. Like don't try and get into my head and dissect whatever I'm thinking. Don't want to-
0: that's that's uh, she's telling on herself because her father is, of course, a psychologist.
1: I talk about it to oh I need to write about it, or you know, talking to a therapist would help. Um, depending on how tough the situation is, maybe. sometimes it takes a certain period of time, And then I'm like, okay, now I can talk about it, but it's been a year. Yeah. I, I, okay. And
2: you said something very important, there, and that's the 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 writing part because w- writing is super 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 useful because it helps you. It's private, so you don't have to share it with someone. But it. Help-
0: this is why the girls that you know they share everything on TikTok, it's a disaster. All right. Anyway, uh, let's go on to our Reddit post. Relationship advice posted seven hours ago. Okay. This is. Uh, my boyfriend, so the guy's 27, she's 25, is upset because he wasn't invited to come on our girls' trip. Red flag. My best friends and I have known since before kindergarten. Uh, so sorry, sorry, she's known her friends since before kindergarten. And they all live in different states. My friend lives in Florida, and so my friend and I are flying down from Pennsylvania, and her other friend is flying over all the way from California. We're staying for the weekend and we're doing this because we rarely get to spend time or even see each other. My friend just broke up with her boyfriend and she mentioned using this trip to take her mind off of things and have fun with her friends. The two male friends in this situation are very, you know, with uh, interested in men. Uh, for anyone confused why it's called a girl's weekend. I didn't ask if he could come because girl's trip was specifically mentioned. I don't think it's wrong of me to want to spend a weekend with friends. My boyfriend is upset because he wasn't invited to come. I told him this was specifically a girl's trip and if anyone else had a significant other, they wouldn't be coming either. I guess what I want to get out of the way is any advice on what to say to him to make him feel better or are we being rude by not inviting him? Uh, And edit is, uh, we've been together for every year and he's usually included in other activities we do. He has come to Florida in the past with me. We were visiting and my friend also brought her boyfriend. He has met all my friends and has spent a lot of time with them except for my friend from California. It's a miracle uh, he's even able to make it. Uh, Edit, and of course she has to mention this, even though this is Cap. Uh, I also want to add, I have no desire to cheat on my boyfriend. I love him very much and we have very good bedroom fun. The best bedroom fun I've ever had. Also adding that my friends do not hook up with people, especially when we have limited time together. Also a lie. Edit again. There are three other girls invited that are part of our group of friends that aren't able to make it. One is married and another has a boyfriend. Neither of their SOs were invited. It's not personal. Actually, the reason they didn't come is because they reflect... uh, They respect... And reflect. Reflect was a good Freudian slip. They're significant other enough to understand that you can't do this. Yeah. So. Uh, Top comment. I mean... Overall, it seems like jealousy shouldn't be an issue. Even long-term couples do things separately. My mom has gone on much more sketchy vacations. Maybe sit down with him and see if there's anything beyond I want to be invited. Uh, yeah, it seems like your boyfriend just feels left out. Maybe you can help him brainstorm things he can do while you're gone. Maybe you can encourage him to plan a night out with his friends during the trip. Maybe you can host a poker night or something. Again, to me, this just sounds like an excuse for the girl to go out and cheat. And she even mentioned cheating in the post, right? So it's on her mind. A girl who wasn't interested in cheating would never even bring it up, right? So that's that, right? Okay, guys, we're going to end the video there. If you're new to the channel, like in the content, hit that sub, hit all for notifications. Go to my Patreon and subscribe, patreon.com slash the blog. Again, it's patreon.com slash the hedios blog. Drop me a donation like Hunter M, EGNR, and Tom M. Shout to them. Link is in the description. Just click more. Uh, buy my books at bit.ly slash Helios books. Take care of yourselves, everyone. Thank you for listening to the video. Really do appreciate it. And I'll see you next time.